We went out for lunch today, a gang of us, friends, from the friends, out for a pre-Christmas meal. I know none this ages, a circle of friends who came together when we were at school, getting on for 50 years ago now. We've moved around a bit, and some of us have married people from outside the Ronda, as far afield as Ponteclean, mark you. But we're still the same, at heart. Ronda written right through us, like a stick of rock. Not that I've ever seen a stick of rock from the Ronda. Poor call, yes, but you know what I mean. School friends. There's something about them, isn't there, when you've known them for so long. Oh, I'm not saying we haven't changed at all. We're older, for one thing, and more sophisticated. We called it lunch, not dinner. But that's because it was a pub lunch, and that's what they call, isn't it? It's a pub lunch, not a pub dinner. The food wasn't anything special, to be honest with you. And the pub was freezing. But the conversation, well... It was enough to warm the cockles of my heart. I mean, what we said was nothing out of the ordinary, just us sitting round, catching up with news about each other's families, poking fun at the way some Ronda people decorate their houses nowadays, talking about exotic holidays we'd had in England, pinpointing precisely where the children's reading table was in Pandy Library years ago, and what we were reading when we sat there. Famous five, anyone? Marvelling at how a classmate's father could walk up from the valley floor in Pontegwaith all the way to the top of Penrice when he was a hundred and two, arguing about exactly where the posh bit of Clidach is, telling silly jokes about prawns making magic wishes and talking rabbits walking into bars. You've done... The same sort of thing yourself many times, I know you have. Well, maybe not the prawn and rabbit jokes, that bit was surreal. And for once, it wasn't me playing the fool. But the ease with which we shared our stories, the delight we took in each other's company, the memories that sprang unbidden to mind just because we were together, all of this was precious. We were at home with each other. And that's priceless. The thing about school friends is there's no pretending with them, is there? If you put on any airs and graces in your old age, if you give out that you're something that you're not, they'll tell you straight. Shut up, man, they'll say. Don't talk wet. Or words to that effect. It's impossible to fake it when you've known each other as spotty teenagers, when you've caught the same school bus, when you've copied your homework from someone else's rough book, when you swapped your deputy head boy's badge with your friend, who was deputy head girl, just for a laugh, to see if anyone else noticed. They didn't. These friends know where I come from, and I don't just mean Pennegrig. I'm an only child. They're the closest I've got to brothers and sisters. Three of us friends acted together in school plays in Porth County, and that forges the kind of bond that you only get from working or performing together. Once you've experienced it, 
you know that there's nothing quite like it. You learn to rely on each other as you strive towards something that's not easy to achieve. Sports teams have it. So did everyone who worked underground years ago. They had it big time. Camaraderie, they called it, the miners. Standing by each other, standing up for each other, sharing a laugh and a whiff and a tear sometimes. They were tough, unsentimental men, engaged in back-breaking work, but my goodness, they knew what they valued, and they valued what they knew. My father's father, David Roberts, Die budgie, die cliddach to his friends, grand sure to me. He was a face worker at Lewis Merthyr Colliery in Trehavod, the one that's now the Rhonda Heritage Park. He was always adamant that he didn't want his son going underground when he grew up. It was too hard, too dangerous. But all the same, Grancher said, if he could have his own time over again, he would choose exactly the same line of work. The fellow feeling he found with his buddies, his workmates, was worth all the world to him. For us, staging Shakespeare's Twelfth Night meant experiencing, for a few weeks, a faint echo of that kind of camaraderie, learning to trust each other, learning to know instinctively when to improvise and when to stick to the text, learning to respect each other's talents and each other's feelings, learning how to support each other, when things went wrong in front of a packed house, as inevitably they did. Mind you, when one of the girls had a make-up malfunction, it was as much as the rest of us could do to stop ourselves from corpsing. There it was, one of her spectacular false eyelashes, detaching itself and slipping slowly down her cheek, and her delivering one of Shakespeare's most romantic speeches, with her head weirdly cocked to one side in a vain effort to prevent the false eyelash from falling off altogether. Good thing it was supposed to be a comedy. Of course, we were young then, and we lived in each other's company, lived for each other, with a kind of intensity that it's impossible to maintain when life takes you in different directions, when you aren't working and playing together every day. One of Twelfth Night's most famous lines is, Youth's a stuff will not endure. Well, that might be true, but our friendship has endured half a century, and that's all because of the bond that we forged back then. Over lunch, we did talk a little bit about how the Rondas changed. It's not the same, is it? But then we all agreed that it's still different, different to other places, even to Pontaclean. There's a Rhonda joke I like to tell. It's one of those surreal jokes, though it doesn't involve prawns or rabbits. It's about the two blokes walking towards each other down the street in Triorchy. When they get to within talking distance, the first one says, Not bad, man. And the second one replies, All right, but That's it. That's the joke. Have I got to explain it? All right, then. Though explaining it more or less kills the humour, not that it was very funny in the first place. The point is that these two men take it so much for granted that they'll acknowledge each other's presence, even though they don't really know each other, that it doesn't even matter if one of them speaks the answer before the question's asked. Not bad, man. 
All right, but... Everywhere is not like that, you see. The way in which Ronda people greet passers-by in the street is special. Whoever walks past us, even if we don't know them, we know them, if you see what I'm getting at. It may not be unique to the valleys, and it may not happen as often as it used to, but apart from small villages where everyone has a good idea who everyone else is, it's exceptional. And extraordinary in somewhere like the Rhonda, where tens of thousands of people live. It's another echo of the camaraderie that the miners talked about, the camaraderie that my grandsha knew, a camaraderie that seems entirely natural to us but actually was hard won by the hard work and the sacrifice in tough times of the men and women of the Rhonda. It's a product of our history, our proud and challenging history. It's a recognition of all that lived experience we find in other people, of the common humanity we share with them. And that's the true wealth of the Rhonda. People. I'm John Garrett Roberts. Join me and my friends next time for another trip down Memory Terrace in John on the Ronda. <laughs>